0: Welcome to Small Business Celebration, where we are continuing our series of small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guest this week, well, he is going to be the advanced solution to our networks. So this is where we're going to be doing our interview today with our guest Anthony Tobin and it doesn't it looks rather understated but this is where we're going to be most comfortable for our guest. So when we come right back you're going to see more of how we set things up from our illustrious camera operator who's holding camera CJ. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Anthony Tobin, the owner at Advanced Network Solutions. Welcome to Small Business Celebration.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do?
1: My name is Anthony Tobin. I am the owner of Advanced Network Solutions. We are an IT company, but uh, more importantly, a business technology firm.
0: And what is business technology?
1: So, business technology would be any, any form of technology used in a business. Mm. So, a lot of people with a tech company may think, okay, they do desktop server support. And you're talking yes, about computers, we do, that, correct? Right. Okay. Uh, for any form of computer, tablet, laptop, uh, technology that, you know, typing. But we expand beyond that as well mm. into video surveillance, point to point wireless systems. Uh, wireless fine-tuning, infrastructure work, which would be wiring for low-voltage, fiber-optics, multimedia, those things. And then we get into a little more of the advanced systems, uh, such as door access control systems, uh, and then even lighting. Uh, Mm. We do power over Ethernet lighting, so uh, very, very neat technologies, a lot of fun stuff. I love working with it.
0: And you started building this business right out of college, or during college?
1: During college. uh, I started about midway through college. I was working at the Kern High School District. Uh, They hired me right out of high school. Uh, I worked there for about a year and a half, something about that long, and decided that it was time for me to move on. Uh, It it wasn't the right place for me. And I I started my business part-time as I was working through school, and When I graduated from Cal Poly in 2005, that's when I went full-time and fully committed to running my business.
0: This makes you a millennial.
1: (laughs) Do not call me that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for some people, millennials are are a, a curse word, but one of the things that I'm finding is that the millennial generation is actually doing much better. In fact, there's two different groups of people, typically, in the Millennials, and you are part of the Millennial generation that is taking over my generation, Generation (laughs) Xers. And that is also one of the reasons why I wanted to come and talk to you today, is because you are a Millennial, and you're doing great things. You're doing big things, including the fact you started your business while you were in college?
1: It it was a love of IT. I, going back to the, the current high school thing, um, and even before that, before I graduated from high school, there was a tech program at BHS. Um, Bakersfield one, High School. Bakersfield High School. Once a driller, always a driller. <laughs> um, but. As a junior in school, I interviewed with the techs and they'd take two students in who would help the technicians with actual work around the school. I was one of the two. I loved it. I, at first, it was like a, a period, like maybe third period or fifth period. I can't even remember at this point. But the point is I go in there for 40 minutes and I'd help them work on computers and I learned and I loved it. And then I started showing up on my lunch and they're like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I wanna do more. Right. And then I started showing up after school. And over summer break, when I had time, I'd show up and just start working on computers. And by the time I graduated, the Kern High School District hired me as a a technician Mm -hmm. and put me at one of their schools. And uh, it was great. It was a learning experience. But then once I became an employee, though, I started seeing <laughs> some of the inner workings in the Kern high school district, and um, it, was, it was a bit bureau, bureaucratic for me, so I, I decided to stop working there and start my own business where I'd be able to focus, in, instead of having to, to deal with politics and some of the things in there that maybe I just didn't want to be part of, uh, I just said, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was a, okay, I love IT. And I can use this to pay the bills. Um, so there wasn't this, like, grandiose vision of starting some you mega had no company. No intention of
0: becoming Bill Gates. No intention of
1: becoming Bill Gates. It, it, no <laughs> it would have been great, like, if someone said, hey, you could, sure, I'll take it. But at the time, it was more of a, I love IT. It's something that excites me, still does to this day. Uh, and I can make a living at it. It'll help me pay my way through school. So. Right. Uh, I started very small. I uh, was very conservative in, in how I had to do things and run the business right. because I, I didn't have a, a monster budget, uh, but I made it, and uh, it, it was great. I've had to learn a lot on my own. Uh, I, I didn't have maybe the the experience right. that it would have been extremely valuable to have like from day one, knowing, okay, you need to do these things if you're right. going to serve a business. They expect different things from someone who's running a business to support their business as opposed to someone who's a hobbyist.
0: Who was your first major client?
1: My first major client, they it's kind of a funny story there, um, which is a whole other story <laughs> in and of itself, but they were acquired, who but was, it, was was the- company, it was a company named uh, Lifehouse. Okay. Health Services. They're a skilled nursing uh, home operator, and it's where I got my foot in the door in that industry, which is now a huge part of what we do mm-hmm. and our expertise. But uh, I get this ca- call from a guy, and he said, "Hey, I need some, uh, some wiring run." So it wasn't really <laughs> even for technology, it was for more of like the <laughs> infrastructure side of things. I'm like, "Hey, I can do wiring. Sure, I was, I was happy to work. Um, so I go out and I, am crawling through attics, putting wire in, <laughs> doing all these things. And, uh, one thing leads to another. It's like, yeah, we have another place in San Jose. Yeah. We just bought one, uh, down in Silmar. Oh yeah. Now San Diego, <laughs> now Riverside. And it, next I'm traveling all over the state right. and then things, it starts getting to outside of the state. And I was, it just became one of those things where I was their guy and that company has since. Uh, sold many of the facilities, the way the investments work in it, it's actually really interesting that I, I don't understand that world, but, uh, <laughs> but the facilities are still around. Far. Yeah, they're, I know how to make the technology work. I don't, the financing <laughs> thing, not so much my specialty, but um, I still work with the core group, the, the owners or the people who are running that company. Right. They've since founded another company and I'm supporting their facilities across the, the U.S. I'm gonna be making a trip for him out to the East Coast here in just a few days. So it, it's it, it's one of those things when you look back on it and you realize like how profound that moment was sure. getting that call. And little did I know that call for a wiring job was literally going to change my life uh, as far as a work event more than anything else I had ever come across or to the, to, to this day, that's, that's been the most profound work event uh, by a large margin in my life.
0: One of the things I really enjoy about this show is how many times I've interviewed guests like yourself where they've gotten their first major contract, they've got their first major client, all because they picked up the phone and said yes. They answered <laughs> the phone and said yes. And your business continued to grow, and then 2008 happened. How did 2008 change your business?
1: It's an interesting question. I, I took my lumps in 2008, uh, as did many people. That, that was a tough time. Uh, but it really didn't change my business. Really? How so? I, I, was really, I was structured in a way where I still hadn't grown to the size where I was... Uh, taking on huge expenses. I wasn't overextending myself. So I was able to weather the storm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was tough, but I was able to weather it. And all the while, I just, I kept doing the work. Mm. Um, So eventually people, things returned to normal, got caught up. So there was a six month or nine month period where (laughs)
0: Some of my clients
1: were really kind of stretching things out, and it was making it tough on me, but I I made it through. And ultimately, the way I I ran my business didn't change through that entire experience. I I was still, I was not a very marketing-focused. It was word of mouth, so I didn't have to change much as far as the marketing approach or how I went about acquiring new business. I, I just kind of let those things develop on their own. And I, so I didn't have to change much there. I just had to keep doing the work and hope eventually I would get paid for it, which fortunately that worked out and uh, everything's fine and good now, but um, it was a tough time.
0: How have the lessons of 2008 taught you on how to deal with this current COVID recession?
1: Uh, I... when. <laughs> <laughs> When COVID started, uh, I actually started worrying that we were going to see very similar conditions to 2008. Uh, I, I will say, and I'm not a, a big proponent, you're not going to hear me cheering the government on very often, but the the way PPP was used, it definitely helped the economy as a whole. It kept things moving. It, kept the market from seizing up like Mm. it did in 2008, which was uh, disastrous for many people. Uh, And this COVID still is very disastrous for for many businesses. Um, As far as what I learned from 2008 to now, I definitely have taken a, okay, you've got to make sure you can run your business without any income for months and months on end. What's your plan mm. if your cash flow dries up. just dries up, right. doesn't come in for one reason yeah. or another? Uh, and we were positioned for that. Fortunately, it wasn't really an issue, again, because the, the government and the way the PPP funds were used. And I think also just because Bakersfield has a very solid economy with oil and ag, there's, there's a lot of essential Uh, businesses here that they're just not able to shut down. There's too much demand for them, even in a COVID-like recession. We were able to weather this one much easier, fortunately, than the the 2008. Uh, But uh, there are those businesses, of course, that are struggling immensely, which is why I've been a, a big proponent of trying to eat out at local restaurants, and and just do what little I can to chip in and and help those in the community uh, during this time.
0: And leave a 30% tip for your waitress. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
1: You can call my office, uh,
0: 661-636-0290. What Uh, was that number again? 661-636-0290.
1: Just press extension 1. Uh, Ask for Anthony. They'll direct you through to me. Um, If you have my number, uh, my personal number, you can always call that as well, of course. Uh, You can stop by the office. We're right on the corner of S Street and 16th. Um, Or you can email Anthony at ADVNETSOL.com. Website? www.advnetsol.com
0: and if you enjoy small business celebration we recommend that you go ahead and like subscribe and notify and leave a comment as you know we go ahead and we actually read the comments we read the suggestions that come from visionaries just like you so we can make this program even better And when we come back, we are going to answer one of those great visionary questions right here that comes from Asherah when we come right back. It's a new year and a new you. This is the year you communicate your business more clearly, more succinctly, and more effectively to your clients, your customers, and your employees. Set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition by joining Toastmasters. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today. We're here with Anthony Tobin, the owner of Advanced Network Solutions. And our visionary question comes from Ashira who asks, With COVID going on and hitting our businesses very hard, it is easy to feel like the victim or go looking for sympathy. What do you do to pull yourself out of this victim mentality and become strong enough to help you and others succeed?
1: That's actually a great question, and I consider myself fortunate because I, I haven't really seen myself as a victim through this. Uh, fortunately, I'm in an industry that I'll say has been somewhat insulated from COVID-19, although I, I have felt it a little bit. Um, I would say I'm fortunate to not be, say, a restaurant mm. or an entertainment or one of these businesses where it's it's just devastating right. for their livelihoods and what these people have built. So in that sense, I don't see myself as a, uh, a victim. I see myself as fortunate, but there's a responsibility there to try to help others and, and do what you can to uh, support those in need. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I would answer the question that way in that uh, if, you, if you are struggling through this, uh, there there is hope. that These things pass. Um, but if you're one of the companies or one of the owners or just working a job that your life hasn't changed as much as others, see that as a, uh, a call to do something great and to help others that may be in need.
0: Tell me about Steve Tolan and Eddie Clements.
1: So, Eddie and Steve uh, go back to the Kern high school district days, my first first days at IT when I was just really green, learning the basics. Um, One thing they instilled in me that to this day is still a, a core philosophy in how I conduct myself in business is the understanding that when people come to me with a problem, they're doing that because they may not necessarily understand what the problem is, what it means. And it's not their job to. It's, that's right. not their role. And a, a lot of technicians, I think, for some reason, they, they don't quite grasp that. They expect people to know what they know, and they expect people to communicate the problem in a precise, exact manner. And it's not a realistic mentality when you, you say it that way. It's like, right. well, why would someone know how?
0: Right, but at the sure. same
1: time, technicians struggle with this. It's, it's part of who we are. Mm. It's, it was something I struggled with. And they taught that, uh, that idea that, look, you need to meet people where they're at. Mm. And it's our role to help them and get them where they are to where they need to be. Doing it in a friendly manner, smile on your face, treating them like a friend, and never doing anything that's demeaning or that you would find in one of those skits on, like, the SNL. I remember they had the skit with, like, this, just this nasty computer guy where right. he just ridiculed everyone. It's like, I don't want to be that person. Sure. Um, so they, they really instilled that in me in a, a young age, and it's carried through to this day. It's something that uh, I really try to make each one of my customers feel that friendliness, the the care and the understanding on where they're at, and again, where where they need to be, and I'll help bridge that gap.
0: One of the things that people comment when I see them in, in public, that, that people have a hard time, or visionaries have a hard time believing, is that in real life, I'm very much an introvert. I'm only an extrovert on camera, or I play one on TV, as it were. <laughs> Part of this comes from that almost all of my social skills are learned. You know, I'm the guy that in junior high, my father gave me the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, because I had no people skills. And it sounds like for you as well, that that journey of personal development and people skills for you has also been a learned skill.
1: Yeah, uh, we're, we're actually very similar in, in some of those respects. I think like the only difference would be I, I'd consider myself an extrovert. I, I get a lot of energy when I'm, I'm around groups of friends and people. I could be dead tired and then you put me in the middle of them, and all of a sudden you see my eyes light up. I love being around my friends. Uh, but I definitely can say in my past there have been these learned behaviors in social settings on saying the right things and doing the right things, uh, I was rough around the edges, uh, to (laughs) say the least. And I I came along a lot, I was much slower to adapt where uh, you know, through high school and college, I, I was just kind of always finding myself saying things or doing things that may be a little bit awkward, and, uh, but, You're thinking you know, I've, maybe
0: I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Uh, I, 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 uh, well, let's example, not even for, go there.
0: Well, for example, because <laughs> all of us are perfect uh, in, in every way. What, what is one of those lessons that sticks out to you?
1: I am not going to give you an example because it's, it's hard enough that I have to remember that I've done these things in the first place. Uh, but I'll say that um, I I can say where I'm at now. I've, I've been able to critique myself and, and look at the things I do and kind of learn, yeah, it's, it's not appropriate to say something like that. Or maybe sometimes when you're first meeting someone, you just shouldn't start breaking into like the dry humor jokes right off the bat, they might not understand <laughs> they might not take them well. that your your humor style is dry humor, you know, it, it doesn't right. work. They, they've got to get to know you first. So it's like one example after another. Sure. Um, but uh, sure, there, there have been uh, quite a few things I've had to learn and, and just self-critique myself uh, in those areas.
0: Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about how do you convey to a customer your value your worth and most importantly what they are going to get from it when we come right back visioneers we have listened to you part of the reason why you got a small glimpse at the beginning of this episode on the backstage or behind the camera scenes is because you wanted to find out and Here we are, and so go ahead and continue to reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram with the things, the ideas, the thoughts, the people you want to learn about and learn from on Small Business Celebration. So again, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. We're here with Anthony Tobin, the owner of Advanced Network Solutions, and our visionary question comes from Jay who asks, how are you able to clearly state to customers that they will get a financial return from you on their investment?
1: This is a great question because ultimately I think like every business has their their form of this and this really comes down to the sales part when you're sitting in front of someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, In this case, It's very difficult, like in a general setting, to to give like a definitive, here's a one-size-fits-all type of answer to this question. Ultimately, it comes down to an assessment that I have to sit down with the business, understand how they operate. I really take a lot of time to understand that. I'm not just going to give out boilerplate pricing uh, without understanding what their needs are. Mm. That is doing them a disservice, and it's really just going to get me into a situation where I'm not going to meet their expectations, and our relationship will start off on a rocky front, or eventually get to that point.
0: Tell me about the phrase, just do something.
1: (laughs) The the phrase that my wife often has to tell me. Okay, so... um, with working out there are those days where you just don't want to get yourself into the gym you just the going for that run whatever it may be yeah yeah, the (laughs) excuses start to creep in oh my gosh i I have so many you want to we should do a podcast on all the excuses i have that would fill an entire segment but anyway um so my wife often will have to, she'll say this back to me because it's my, my little phrase that I say to her, I just have to get in there and do something. And it, it's part of my, my workout philosophy on those days, I'm not motivated to go right. in. Even if it's for a short amount of time, I just have to get myself to do something, whether it's jumping rope and doing some weights at home, going for a run, just get yourself started. Mm-hmm. Once you're started, it's a lot easier to kind of keep going. But you just try to get yourself past that first hurdle, um, and then it, it it does get easier from there. But it's also the don't take a day off because a day off leads to a second day off, and so on and so forth. And next thing you know, um, the goals you've set, you're you're not reaching them. And uh, I'm I'm just I want to keep on track. You know, you keep on pace, you chip away, and next thing you know, you're you're getting the results you are after.
0: How has this philosophy affected your business?
1: That, I think uh, it carries over as well. Uh, fortunately, with uh, with my business, though, I don't struggle to to get in there and do the work. It, it really is. It's one of these things where it's, I look forward to it. I, I love the challenge of it. I love what I do. Uh, it's not sometimes like the gym where you just, you dread going in. <laughs> uh, my work's one of those things where I'll wake up and thinking about it. I, I've literally had dreams uh, where I've had to, like, program and code programs where I've dreamed the solution, and it's like I wake up, and it's like, oh, great. And, it, you know, I, I type that in. It's such a nerdy thing, but <laughs> I, it just shows you, like, the uh, – that, like, just the way the, the IT fits into my life and, and the way I love it and um, – it's, I'm very fortunate to have found this at such a young age, and not had to jump around from one thing to another.
0: Everything that you're doing in your business, everything you're doing in your faith, in your personal life, you're also extend those philosophies and ideals into the community as well. And when COVID subsides or gets to a, a breaking point, as it were, you're going to become, or you're going to get reinvolved I should say, with Cal State Bakersfield Wrestling, are you not?
1: Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the, <laughs> those guys are pretty young, and uh, I don't know about that. I might, I might help out with the high schools or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I, wrestling is a, a huge part of my background mm. in that it has taught me a lot about life and what it takes to succeed. How so? um, I had a nonchalant attitude towards wrestling when I was younger. Mm. Uh, in high school, I, I was kind of one of those those guys where you could say, okay, there's a, a level of talent there. And I'd say I probably fell short of what my my talent would have allowed. But in the process of doing so, I learned a lot about myself because... I didn't dictate the pace of a wrestling match i didn't I didn't do things that now I can look back at and say that's not that's not something that a winner does. Mm. A winner doesn't allow the other person to dictate the pace you've got to go after what you want and you've got to do it with an intensity and a fire. Uh, that's you know sometimes losing you can learn more from the losses than you can from the the victories. Right. And this is absolutely one of those scenarios. I lost a big match and it was because I didn't have that fire and intensity to go after something I wanted. Mm. I, I thought I, was, I had done enough. I, I left a little bit on the field, so to speak. Um, and maybe it was a good thing because I've learned in life that you've got to go. And that one moment that you let up could be that time where you end up being disappointed for the rest of your life because you know you have a little bit more in the tank, but you let off the gas. So um, putting it in very general terms, but uh, it has a whole lot of meaning to me.
0: For the growth of your business also, you you belong to a business group here in town. Which one do you belong to?
1: EAKC, the best one, of course.
0: Okay, and who are the EAKC? Uh,
1: that would be the Executive Association of Kern County. Okay. Um, it's a great group. A uh, lot of involved members. Uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, love the people in the group. That's how we've met, um, as well as many others. But uh, it's a business networking group. I'd encourage anyone who is looking to grow their business to give EAKC a look. Uh, Kathy Guerrero runs it and I I know we'd be happy to have anyone uh, stop by, meet with everyone, see, there must be 70 businesses in this group that you can uh, use as business networking partners who can help you spread the word on what your business does, who you are, what you're about, And uh, I know it's worked for me. I'm very young in the group. I've only been in the group roughly a year. So right around the time COVID started is when I joined. (laughs) But even through that, even through that, the group has been a complete success for me, Uh, which is hard to imagine that um, that uh, you'd be seeing referrals and things like that when I'm the the group is having you know the the structure of it and the way it operates now it's, it's different because of covid as it is for many businesses yet i'm still seeing a great deal of benefit from the group and i've also been able to help others in the group as well which is great which i i love doing so
0: yeah now visioneers you know i do my homework on my guests and I do a bit of research as well, and I came across a pair of very interesting pictures. Tell me about Santa Monica and Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So my wife and I uh, were down at the uh, Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, I think is what it's called, it was around christmas time and we're just going up and down looking in the shops having a good time and then all of a sudden (laughs) this group of almost naked people start running through i they they weren't like naked they were wearing like a santa hat or can't remember exactly but they were pretty much in like their underwear or stripped down it was the the, the most bizarre thing, uh, just they just go running through, cheering, having a good time. It was just one of those, like, okay, <laughs> and then that. So, um, there was, uh, yeah, that that is something that I, I, I probably won't ever forget. That says something because I'm a forgetful person at times. But... It uh, gives me a good laugh, so you, I see you came across that <laughs> picture, yeah.
0: <laughs> and if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
1: Uh, you can call me, uh, 661-636-0290. What was that again? 661-636-0290. Or email anthony at advnetsol.com. And my website, of course, is advnetsol.com.
0: Anthony, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration, and I'll see you at the next EAKC meeting. Thank you. It's a new year and a new you. This is the year you communicate your business more clearly, more succinctly, and more effectively to your clients, your customers, and your employees. Set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition by joining Toastmasters. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button, that's Toastmasters.org, and click on the Find a Club button today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a Visioneer? Join the Visioneer tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at itunes.com forward slash small business celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.